The world we live in is not a safe place. It has never been since sin enters the world. And that's why we have in your car keys with a red panic button where you can activate the alarm system in your cars. And that's why the remote home alarm system is selling off the shelf like crazy. You know, our church a few weeks ago, we just installed 50 cameras just to be safe in and out of the church. And coming to church service nowadays is not for the faint-hearted. Remember last week we preached Psalm 120? In the last verse says, I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Robert Pacheco, the council member of City of Walnut, wrote us a letter lately. He said, as a council member for the City of Walnut, public safety is one of my top priorities with recent events occurring throughout our nation in religious centuries. I have decided to take it upon myself to work with our local law enforcement agencies, the LA County Sheriff's Department, to educate a religious community about planning for active shooter incidents. It is unfortunate that the world we now live in has come to this, but I believe it is necessary to open up a dialogue and discuss how we can better prepare ourselves if the situation were to occur in the most sacred of places. We were asked to participate. And our gun culture in the U.S. doesn't help either. 400 million guns are in the hands of the civilians. Average about 1.2 guns per American. We have about 375 million people in this nation. So everybody practically has a gun, 1.2 guns in your hands. Break-ins and carjacking and robberies and violence is just a new norm of our lives. Will we ever be safe? And that brings us to Psalm 121 so relevantly as we look for journey mercies. Psalm 121, let's read together. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. The Psalm 121 is such a relevant psalm to our American experience and American living today. Journey mercies. In this passage, in verses 1 and 2, the psalmist brings us to a remembrance of verses 1 and 2. God is our help. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The writer of the psalm is looking at the hills with mixed feelings. On one hand, with anticipation, because he's on the journey. He's on a pilgrimage. He wants to go all the way to the hills 
where the holy city Jerusalem is situated about 3,000 feet above the sea level. So a pilgrim would love to get to the destination, but he also looked at the hills with anxiety because they will be dangerous in a journey. 3,000 years ago, all kinds of dangers, wild animals can be along the way. He wondered what might be hiding in those terrains and canyons and behind the rocks and the bushes. But by lifting his eyes to the hills, the psalmist is trying to gain the right perspective. Naturally, he asked the question, from where does my help come? How do you conquer the hill? Where can you find a safe passage? How can you find courage to face the dangers on the journey? And the psalmist answered his or her own question with a confession of faith. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He recognizes that his help comes from the Lord, the creator of everything. You know, for some of us, the hills are all that we are looking at. Trusting in the created thing, like the hills, instead of the creator, is a common human experience because it's so real. See, the hills should point us to the creator. Otherwise, the created things become our idols, a substitute for God. And our world is good at offering you cheap substitutes. You want fantasy? Try marijuana. In pain? Numb yourself with alcoholic drinks. Bored? Shop till you drop. Lonely? Party till you collapse. You want intimacy? Try one night stand. No commitment, move on. You want instant relationships? A quick fix on social media. It's anonymous. It can be anybody you want to. That's your relationships. You see, the problem is they often overpromise and underdeliver. You see, it's always easy to confuse the giver and the gift, the creator and the creature. The giver is not always visible, but the gift is in your hands. Maybe a UPS delivery that brought to your hands. The pleasures and the conveniences of that gift brings it unmistakable. You feel it, you taste it, you get it, and it gives you a pleasure. Sometimes we see the same behavior among Christian worshipers. We come to church to worship God, but we don't really care about God as much as we care about the social aspects of the church life. You know, we hardly talk about God in our conversations on Sunday, except during the preaching or Sunday school lessons. And the psalmist reminds us, God is our help. The Creator is our help. He's a strong presence in our lives. He's an aid, and without which humankind would be unprotected and vulnerable to all sorts of unsettling situations. God is our help. But what kind of a help is that? God's help, in the following verses, reminds us, God's help 
is all-encompassing. It is all-encompassing. Now, the psalmist is switching from first-person pronoun to second-person pronoun. He begins with, I look at the hills, where my help come? My help come from the Lord. Now, he begins to talk about how your foot will not be moved, how he will keep you, will not be slumber, how he will keep Israel, he will neither slumber nor sleep. He moves to the second person because he wants to share his personal experiences with you because he wants to give instruction to you about journey mercies. And the confidence that he has lies in the doctrine of God. Who is God ultimately is the answer. And in the following verses here, in verse 6, he reminds us, in verse 5, he reminds us, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The word keep, to protect, to care, to take care of you, has happened six times in the following verses. It is a major thrust. It is a major emphasis as he explains the doctrine of God. And verses 3 and 4 reminds us that God is solid and He is available. He will not allow your foot to be moved. You will not lose your footing. And God will not doze off or fall asleep. If you remember the prophet Elijah, when he was challenging the false prophets of the idol, Baal, on Mount Camel, as they both built an altar and put sacrifices on there and put woods on there. And he was ridiculing, he was mocking the false prophets of Baal and said, you just pray and ask your God, ask your idol, ask Baal to send fires from heaven. And this is how he responded to them. He said, and at noon, Elijah mocked them saying, cry aloud for he is a God. Either he is musing or he is relieving himself or he is on a journey or perhaps he's asleep and he must be awakened. Wake him up. Do something. But our God doesn't doze off nor does he fall asleep. In verses 5 and 6, the Lord is your keeper, the Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. See, the image conjures in verse 5 is of an attentive God. He constantly adjusting a canopy to provide shade as the sun moves throughout the day. God's help is always present, day and night. He's shielding you from sunstroke from physical fatigue, but sheltering you also from moonstroke where emotional disturbances can be heightened through the experience. And in verses 78, it says, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. You see, God's job is not to keep you from trouble but to keep you from all evil. The evil from motivating you, from menacing you, from mastering you. I like the way Eugene Peterson expressed it in a very simple and yet in a very picturesque way. He says, all the water in the oceans cannot sink a ship unless it gets inside. 
all the waters in the ocean can't sink a ship. The ship just floats unless the water gets inside. And when evil gets inside, gets into our mind, gets into our heart, that's when we begin to sink. That's when we begin to fall away from God. And, he's, and the Lord says He will protect you from all evils by keeping your presence in Him. And God will deliver you from the present to the future and forevermore. Whether you are going on a journey of returning home, the Lord will watch over the welfare of His people. He will protect your every move. So if I can summarize it, God is watchful. He neither sleeps nor slumber. He is your shade. He protects throughout the day. He's at their right hand. He protects them from the danger of the day and night. He watches your every move, every movement of life as you walk, as you sleep, as you build a nationhood, as you work. He's around the clock keeper. He's shooting you from evil and wickedness. He will journey with you. So regardless of what happened in life, whether at work or at home, whether asleep or awake, the Lord is always there to help and to protect. You know, I look down at your faces because I can see all your faces. As a preacher, that's my privilege. And you can see my face too, of course. I think there's a big question mark on your faces. Like, is it true? Is it real? That's too good to be true, right? You know, in life, we go through all kinds of dangers. Physically, disease, injuries, accidents, war, infirmity, or natural disasters. In economy, recession, depression, unemployment, outsourcing, downsizing, insolvency, debt, and theft. And even spiritually, doubts, sin, evil, corruption, false teachings. You know, all of us, all of us, Christians, we all go through that. So what do you mean by this? If Psalm 121 is what Psalm 21 says, it's way too good to be true. That's not my experience. And I'm pretty sure that's not your experience either. In fact, in the Lord's Prayer, in Matthew 6, 13, says, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. It means there's the evil one. It means there's temptations for Christians. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. Temptation is common to man. God is faithful, and He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, He will also provide the way as escape that you may be able to endure it. So Christians, we endure temptations. We overcome temptations. Temptations are real. So what do you mean by God is my keeper and God is my help? Round the clock, 
day and night, and he will not doze off or slumber, and he is my keeper and my help. What do you mean by that? I think Romans chapter eight verses thirty-five to thirty-nine is my answer. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him. Who loved us? God being our keeper, God being our help means His love will never forsake you. And there is nothing, nothing, physically, spiritually, economically, or anything in this world. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. You know where is that taking us to? Ultimately. Journey mercy takes us to the cross of Jesus. The journey mercies ultimately lead us to the cross of Jesus, and pointing to Jesus's love by His substitute substitutional death on the cross. And that will not change. That love will never forsake you, and that love will be with you from now on and forevermore, as Psalm one twenty one says. From this time forth and forevermore, meaning no danger, no risk, no threats will ever separate us from the love of God. None of the things that happen in this world, no matter how severe they are, will be ever separate us from the love of God, and that love will sustain us through thick and thin, up and down, all the way, every day. And that takes us to the cross. So our confidence in journey mercies really rests in the finished work of Christ on the cross of Jesus. It is the love of Jesus that sustains us throughout our lives. I want to encourage our congregation today as we read Psalm one twenty-one. First of all, learn to ask for help. Ask for help. There is no safe place in this world, really. Ask for help and seek the Lord, and be reminded of God's unchanging love. Those who escape 9/11 disaster, they can die from other forms of injury. In fact, just six months ago, in Nairobi, Kenya, in an upscale hotel, a businessman, a businessman named Jason Spindler, 40 years old, he was having lunch. And he was gunned down by a few Somalia terrorists who came to the hotel and started spraying bullets at the lunch crowd. Well, 18 years ago, 2001, September 11th, he escaped World Trade Center collapse. But 18 years later, it happened to him again, in another way, in another form, in another place. But he was gunned down. There's really no guarantee, in a sense. There's really no enough protection, in a sense. A father said, "I told all my kids, and I trained them, I brainwashed them. Wherever they go, 
first thing they look for is emergency exit. It's a good idea. It's really a good idea in today's world. But even that will not guarantee their safety forever. My son is a musician. He plays in outdoor concerts. He plays in indoor uh, performances and parties and, and weddings and all kinds of functions. That's his livelihood. I pray for him all the time. But that doesn't mean that he will not face danger, especially in the music you know, performance and, 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 think, and, and places like that. Ask for help. Ask for help. Ask the Lord for help. But secondly, remember, ask from the right source. Ask from the right source. You know, we are a world of self-help, and self-help is a big business. DIY, chicken soup for the souls, how-to books, tips, consultants, service industry, your mother's secret recipe, family remedy, you know, self-help. We need to find help from the, from the right source. And the psalmist reminds us that the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your keeper. Tonight, the short-term mission teams to Mongolia will depart. Seven of us flying from here to Hong Kong, layover for six hours, and then again flying to Ulaanbaatar in uh, Mongolia. So it's like a journey. We will have anticipation, good to meet Christians there, good to serve them, and good to be exposed to mission works over there. But there will be a certain elements of anxiety for the trippers, just like any journey you take or I take. I know some of you are thinking, no, it's different because the pastor is on the plane. So what? Pastor has cancer, pastor died from accident, pastor died from, you know, all kinds of things. Seek help from the right source. The unchanging love of Christ will stay with us will lead us to encounter all kinds of risk and journey. And finally, your helper is right next to you. He's in you. He's right next to you. There's nothing that separates us from the love of God. Matthew 28 says, and I will be with you always to the end of the earth. God is my keeper. God is my help because his love doesn't change, because there's nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ. Where does it show? Where is it? Well, yesterday I saw it. Yesterday in the praise center, that's our small chapel there, there was a farewell uh, testimony uh, uh, time. You may not know her, uh, Mrs. Hui. Mrs. Hui, she is 88 years old from our Cantonese congregation. A few weeks ago, she was diagnosed with gallbladder tumor, inoperable, last stage. So she and her family members, Christians, they come together and say, let's host a testimony time, like a farewell, like my farewell to my people, to my friends. So about 60, 70 of us show up. We hear testimonies from the children. We hear testimonies from Sunday school teachers. We hear testimonies from her herself, her salvation, how she came from Hong Kong and came out to, to L.A. 
and then she was in another church, and then she moved, and then she came to our church almost 30-some years since the beginning of our church. Faithful. Always came early and sitting with us and continues to grow. And when she sits there, she will read her Bible. That's her hobby. She just reads her Bible whenever she sits down in church. When I saw that picture, I saw Psalm 121. She is facing a terminal situation, if I can say that, where the doctor says, we can't do anything else. But she is almost planning her own exit with the faith in the loving God, basically saying, you know, my favorite song is Amazing Grace. And you know what? I experienced that my whole life and he will take me home. And I look forward to that. Only a person of faith can say that. Only a person who experienced the unchanging love of God is able to to do that. And I saw that Psalm 121 in display yesterday, right in our church here. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. What would be your most challenging situation right now? What would be your risk that you have to take? What would be the journey of faith that you are embarking on right now and you know along the way they just, there's just many, many challenges that you will have to encounter. Ask for help. But ask from the right source because your helper is right next to you. In fact, your helper, our Lord, is in your heart. And His love never changed and His love never go away and there's nothing, there's nothing in this world that can separate us from the love of Christ. Would you journey with Him? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we come together, read Psalm 121 and allow that message to sink in our hearts. Father, I pray that as Americans living in this country, we feel less and less secure and less and less safe. But I pray, Lord, that despite the environment, despite the circumstances, that the teaching of God's Word and the cross of Jesus will remind us of your unchanging love. And even Romans chapter 8 reminds us that there will be nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Nothing. And I pray that it is with this confidence, it is with such an assurance that we have, we journey together, we journey with confidence, and we continue to follow Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.